and even our stateroom host, he wasn't eight o'clock. We were still having breakfast in our room. And he was like, God, take your time. We're like, don't tell us that. We'll stay till like noon. Like, you don't have any more. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And we are excited to welcome back Kristen, who was just on the board, the Disney Dream, literally got off, uh, what, yesterday? Kristen, is that right? Yes, um, this morning. This got morning. This morning. All right. Well, yeah. fresh, fresh off the boat. Well, welcome back, Kristen. Thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Let's start with how was the overall embarkation experience? How smooth was that for you? We heard from a guest this morning that Disney was quite militant in enforcing the port arrival times. But how was the how was the overall embarkation experience for the cruise? So, you know, even before you go, I would emphasize that guests need to read the no before you go section because you do have to upload all your documentation for DCL, such as a passport. You need to take a photo. So you need to get the green check marks, not only from Disney Cruise Line, but from Safe Passage as well. So that's why a lot of families, there was 90-something individuals that got turned away for our sailing. because Not because of the Disney Cruise Line paperwork, because of the Safe Passage paperwork. And they didn't take the PCR test within the correct amount of time. And just because if you're traveling with a minor, especially, you know, who who can't right now get vaccinated, the thing is with them, it's going to show that, you know, when you've uploaded your results and stuff that it's checked off, but you need to go back in a second and even a third time because then there's new waivers on there that you have to agree to. So people weren't going on and doing that. They just saw that mom and dad were checked and assuming that the children were checked off. So it's really important to go in multiple times because there's different documentation that keeps getting uploaded, like you need to read through and agree to. And then you need to have those QR codes. I mean, you could print them or my daughter just had them on the phone. So even before, if you don't have all that lined up, then it gets pretty chaotic when you get there because they're going to turn you away. But we drove since we're local and it was as smooth as could be. But I mean, I had our passports with the vaccine cards inside of them, the QR codes from Disney Cruise Line, as well as the QR codes from Safe Passage. So the process, they strictly, strictly enforce the boarding time. So since we were concierge and platinum guests, we could come at one. We got to the terminal about 1242 and my husband drove very slow to us to get there (laughs) to kill time. And we pulled up and there is someone standing there, you know, with an orange vest on. And he's like, what? The port terminal doesn't open till one. Turn around and you can park. He's like, my truck is over there. So we parked in that parking lot. It was more like a staging area because like meters like had a private car over there, service over there. You know, there were people and people then just started to line up. And he just kept telling them, no, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. So then like 1256, I said to my husband, pull out. And he's like, no, 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 they're going to turn us away. And we got up there and he was like, what's your arrival time? We said one and he let us go through. But they were they were very, very strict. I would not, you know, I would not pull up much before like 1258, 1259 if you have a one o'clock arrival time. Well, it, it was to say, it sounds like everyone in your party was vaccinated. You didn't have anyone going through the testing process. Did did you hear? No. Did you talk to anyone? Hear. Yeah. What, what was that process like? Yeah. You, you pull up and... If you're driving or you have an Uber or whatever, and the porter takes your luggage and a cast member comes over to you. 
and they ask for your DCL QR code. And then if you're not vaccinated, they have you go a different way into like follow different ramps into the parking garage. And then we went our way. And then those folks who are not vaccinated do have to go to the tent, the white tents. There's a four giant white tents set up and you need to go in there to get swapped. And you have to wait the 15 minutes or whatever it is. And it took a long time. I mean, some people were just boarding at 7 p.m. So the process is lengthy to go in there. And then there was a concierge guest that didn't board because their five-year-old tested positive but had no symptoms. So they all had to go. It's not so much that people are testing positive, they told us on board. It's the paperwork. People are showing up thinking, oh, I'm just getting a COVID test and you're going to let me go. And safe passage is like, no, you had to have that test five days prior as well as being tested at the terminal. Yeah, we we got a helpful reminder, I guess, the D- Disney Cruise Line called our travel agent today to have her remind us about our son's need for his five day pretest. And you know, she told them they're well aware, but it sounds like they are reacting to some of these folks by being more in your face with the communication or even more over the top of the communication. Uh, you know, one guy, I think they re- definitely are. But one guy I, I was talking to in the concierge lounge, he was like, it was really confusing. And I was like, you just need to take the time to keep going in. I mean, he was cleared to sail and everything. He just said, it's a lot more time before you even leave home. But I mean, it's to your benefit to, you know, arrive at your port arrival time, make sure you're all ready. And the unvaccinated people who need to get tested, they go into those four white tents. And then the vaccinated people, we went from the top of like the second floor of the parking garage and you could go in that way too. People were, we saw people going across the street and they said, no, those are the people getting tested. So it's almost like they kind of keep you apart in in the event someone is positive. It did take people a while in those tents. So really like two hours. So you really need to just be patient when you go, you know, and the cast members keep saying as you're driving into the parking garage, safe passage isn't run by them. It's a, another company and inspire or something. So I think the company's doing the best they can. There are some flaws in it, obviously, but you know, it's to help everybody be as safe as possible on board. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will experience it firsthand when we take our son in. We heard this morning, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, but as long as the test comes back negative and we're able to sail, it takes what it takes. You didn't happen yeah. to talk to anyone you got or, well, you wouldn't have been able to talk to them on board, but you didn't happen to hear anything about what Disney's doing for folks who test positive. If you test positive, they do provide you transportation back to the airport. I'm sure they could assist you in getting a room at Disney World too. I mean, I didn't, nobody said that, but I doubt they're just going to make you be homeless. You know, you, they are getting a refund on their cruise or they can, you know, reschedule it for another time as well. So I think they're, they definitely learned from that first one. I mean, those people got a refund as well. So I, you know, it's Disney. They're trying to do everything to make everybody happy, but some of it is out of their control right now because of the pandemic. Now, once you got on, once you got on board, Kristen, what was the, what was the atmosphere like on board? Excitement, like excitement. I mean, you still go in where the security, you got to have your bag scanned, but they have, you know, almost like a little ticket booth with a cast member behind the plexiglass. And then they check your paperwork and your passports, whatever documentation. And they gave us a gold sticker to put on our passport or on our shirt, wherever we wanted and to show that we were concierge. So that kind of started the process for us. And then there's really not a lot of chairs in the terminal. And then basically they're only letting like 10, about 10 families check in all at once. 
and then you walk right on. So that was really cool. And crew, they're really, really excited. They're happy. I mean, they're, you know, our stateroom host was like, I haven't seen people in 18 months. You know, they're happy to be back working and seem to really be going above and beyond to help you. And, and how empty was the ship for you? Because I heard, I heard this, was this sailing the one that only had about 900 and something on board? Yes, it was about that. And I think this sailing going today, there was even less going today. So how empty did it feel on board? Did it, did it feel empty? It was empty. I mean, sometimes you came out of your stateroom and you looked around and there was no one or I mean, we have pictures of the atrium in the middle of the day and no one's there because you had the two days at Castaway too, which were really, really super cool. Did the emptiness of the ship detract or enhance? It enhanced it. We liked it. We were like, oh my gosh, this is really cool to be able to go places <laughs> and take photos. And, you know, the characters are out and about, you know, the princesses are there. And I kind of liked it that it was pretty empty and it definitely helped me feel safe and my family feel safer. I mean... The parks are way more crowded than a Disney Cruise Line ship. So I don't know. And there's a lot of enhanced protocols. You know, you go to Cabanas, they serve you ice cream. You tell them what you want and they have this cool little metal tray and they stick the cone in that or the dish and you take it from there. Same thing with the 24-hour beverage service. Someone is there to serve you. Well, and the elevators too. There's signs that say only two people in, like two fa- like two parties that are traveling together. And then during like the shows, like when they knew that down by the shops could possibly get a little congested. I mean, it never did, but I think that was their reason. They always had an officer standing there saying, okay, only two, because if the elevator would come down and they would see two guests already in there, they would send it and they're like, okay, can you wait for the next one? So they were being very careful that they wanted people to stay away. Now there is a virtual queue for the aqueduct, they, they never used it, our whole crew cruise, because just wasn't that many people lined up for it. But it is there on the app to join the virtual queue. And concierge said to us, the captain hasn't activated it this cruise because you don't need it. There's never a long, there has not been a long line. Like, I don't know what the magic number is for them to say, but you are socially distanced going up the stairs to the aqueduct. And the pool towel situation is different too. No more towels in the cabinet like that you would just go and take them or they'd have them right there. They're all rolled up on every chair. Oh, no ability to grab a towel on your way out of the aqueduct. That was always what we did. <laughs> no, somebody's there to like oh, handy get one. towels and leave them on chairs and everything. So that's, you know, that's totally different. How was the, how was the food and the dining situation on board? Kristen, did it, was it similar to what it's been in the past? I mean, the menus food wise are pretty much what, you know, triple pasta, all those things that, that, you know, the men, the food wise, it's the same. The thing with the dining room is the tables are socially distanced apart. They can only hold six people um, at a time. So if you're traveling with a bigger party, then you're not all going to sit at one table. But, and all the menus are on the QR code. So you scan the QR code and the menu comes up on your your phone. So everything you really need to do on your phone. That's the thing. Like I was never a big person to carry my phone around on a cruise. And now you kind of have to because where everything is on the app. And now you can receive push notifications on your phone when your family is trying to text you or somebody's trying to text you. I heard the the app was significantly improved. Uh, it was a, a t- like like a brand new app. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to experience. Did you try any of the adult dining on board while you're on? In particular, I'm curious if you had a chance to try the Palo Brunch. 
we did not try Parlor Brunch because we wanted to get right to the island. But I had a friend on board um, the week prior to me for the very first sailing, and she tried it. And she FaceTimed me actually from Palo and there were not a lot of people there. I mean, they were still saying, you know, that there were Palo and Remy available. Like we walked by to go to Meridian Bar one night and cast members were like, do you want to go to Remy tomorrow? Because there's opening. And we're like, no, thank you. Well, in a three-night sailing, they're they're definitely. I, mean, I noticed Remy and Paolo are still available on our three-night sailing for dinner, brunch. Different story. We managed to get a last-minute reservation, but dinner doesn't surprise me on a three-night sailing because it means you're giving up one restaurant night on the rotation. So that that doesn't surprise me. But uh, I am curious to see. We 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 managed to snag a Paolo brunch reservation, so I'm interested to see what the new experience is like because it's all table served now, which uh, you know I think definitely probably is is very different than how it used to be. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think you're allowed to order from the menu too. Like they'll give you the menu like it was before, but I think it's limited as to how much are on there. I think you get one one entree off of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm, I'm just interested to see if how they handle any of the, you know, the typical what it would have been buffet offerings that people love. Right, the cheese and everything they bring like a cheese board to your table now and the bread and all that. So all that comes prepared. All right. Well, I just need I just need to find out how they're handling the sticky buns because that was my favorite favorite element of the, of the <laughs> brunch. Sure <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll definitely get some. How, how was the other dining on board? The quick service dining, cabanas? Did you get to experience any of that? Yeah, cabanas, they serve you. You go through, you know, there's plexiglass, they're masked up. You know, you do have to sanitize. Like, okay, they tried to always give you the sandy wipes before, you know. I, I mean, come on, everybody had walked by them before and maybe a person or two missed. Now? No, there's, you're not getting in anywhere without hand sanitizing your hands. I mean, they have someone who I think just does that. And even the bathrooms down by the restaurants, like the kids are like, mom, every time you go to the bathroom, like during dinner, there's someone there going right back in and cleaning right after you. So the the cleaning was definitely enhanced. That's for sure. I mean, it was cabanas. They served you the poolside dining, all the same food, everything. There's markers on the ground and they're pretty strict about you standing on there because your family gets announced on in the atrium. There's big circles with Mickey heads on them. And the 10 families that come on together, they stick you on those Mickey heads. And the lifeguards are there and Mickey and Minnie come and they welcome you back. And, you know, cast members explains how long Mickey and Minnie have been waiting to welcome you back. And Mickey says something, Captain Minnie says something, and it's a cute, you know, show on the stairs. But I went to go talk to someone who was traveling with us and they quickly said, ma'am, you need to be back on your dock. No, everyone has to stay. So they do enforce the social distancing. I mean, the pool deck chairs, everything. There's signs everywhere. You cannot move the chairs. One way in the pool and and then one way out because it's kind of all roped off. You know, like kids would get in from the left, the right. No, at the family pool, there's one way in and one way out. Yeah. How full was the pool deck? Not that I know the pool is limited to, you know, 15 minutes and it was like 12 or 13 people per pool or something like that. But yeah, no, the pool deck was empty, empty. We went up there on the first Saturday after we came back from Castaway and we were like, where is everyone? Like, where are they hiding the people? But I don't know, 75 people were up there. It was nothing. You, and you weren't near any of them. And Vanellope's, they're the same thing. They only allow so many people in. And the, the candy, how you used to be able to fill bags of candies at Vanellope's, that's all gone. There's popcorn and things like that that it's replaced with. How the shows uh, do on board? I know they're running multiple 
you know, showings of the same show. How, how was that for you? The same show. And I think they're doing it because everybody obviously can't go in and pack the theater to see Beauty and the Beast. So you do go in and there is, I mean, they've always said it before, don't save seats. Well, there's no saving seats now because they're counting out how many are in the, each row. So it's like, nobody's in front of you. Then there's people, then there's nobody behind you. You know, which rows are, you can sit in and they want like your family and your traveling party to sit together. Well, I want to ask you about the shows on board, but before we get there, I need to take a pause to thank our fabulous sponsors. So let's do that and we'll come right back. Hey, DCL Duo fans, I just want to take a minute to thank our fabulous sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacations and love the experience and expertise we get from our travel specialist over there and know you will too. In fact, we use Touring Plans Travel to book our recent trip on the Disney Dream that you'll be hearing about later this week. So if you'd like to support our show, head over to touringplans.com travel and you can get a free quote and book your travel through Touring Plans Travel. Just let them know that the DCL Duo referred you to help support the show. And remember, Touring Plans Travel doesn't cost you anything extra. In fact, you're getting their experience and expertise on Disney's dime because Disney pays your travel specialist after you travel. So if you want to benefit from their experience and expertise, head over to touringplans.com travel. Let them know the DCL duo sent you. And now back to our show. And how was the show? Is it, it was a, at least a revamped production, if not a new production. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was definitely, you know. It was, it seemed, even my kids said, you know, mom, did that seem different? I'm like, yeah, it does seem different. <laughs> and tons of movies running, like they saw Black Widow and Jungle Cruise on board. So, and they, they said the movie theaters were the same way, socially distanced and no popcorn. There's no popcorn or beverages being served or candy. You, you cannot take your mask off during a movie or the show. Oh, my wife is going to be heartbroken. She can't get her popcorn bucket filled. But yeah, uh, I understand why. I asked about the popcorn and they said due to COVID, when everything was shut down, the company stopped making the popcorn. So they've recently opened back up and Disney has an order in, but it hasn't arrived yet. Oh, wow. So they are going to sell popcorn. (laughs) I was like, well, how are you going to sell it when you don't want us eating in the theater? And they're like, I don't know, but it has been ordered. So, (laughs) you know, and the characters are out. Yes, you're taking a a selfie or socially distanced picture, but photographers are out. They still have the white backgrounds and different things to do family photos. And you are allowed to remove your mask when the cast, when the photographer says, okay, I'm back far enough, take your mask off and you put your mask down. And then they're like, okay, put your mask on right away. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. And I had a cabana massage too. And, and Serenity Bay yesterday and I was like, how's this whole mask thing like working? Like we're outside. So do I take the mask off? So, you know, I got under the sheet, put my head down and I asked her when she came in, my mask is right there. Do I need to put it back on? She said, no, not when you're face down. But when I tell you to flip over, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to hand you your mask and you need to put it on. I was like, okay. And another cool thing that's on Castaway is they have these like bright blue like coolers and they're all painted and they have speakers inside of them. So as you're walking to the family beach or you're on a, the tram, there's music playing out of these, they're coolers, like a blue, like Coleman cooler <laughs> with wheels. And then they have Jeeps that are all painted like red, yellow, all crazy colors and have like surfboards on the back of them. And the characters ride around at Castaway in those things with music blaring. And there seems to be a lot more, like we got off the ship yesterday and Jack Sparrow was there just standing there. We we're like, oh, okay. I mean, Captain Hook, Mr. Smee, like there were a ton along where the 5K used to run. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, I love this direction that they're headed with the characters of just kind of more serendipitous kind of interaction with the characters out and about. So I hope they keep that actually, even after the restrictions can be relaxed. I think that's, that's a nice way to get people to take some photos and keep moving, right? So Yeah, and the cast members, the few that actually live on the island, we were like talking to them. And I said, oh my gosh, you must be exhausted, like a boat and then another ship, you know, like so many ships coming in during a week. And they were like, no, we love it. They're like, we hated it that we were all alone here. Like, it was awful. They're like, we're just so happy everybody's back. Who cares about the work? Like, bring it on. And that's even how the the crew seemed. I mean, our stateroom host, you know, obviously they can't enter the stateroom. Room service is still available. Someone asked us today, did you get a Mickey bar? My daughter's like, yeah, you can still get the Mickey bar delivered to your room. Just the cast member or who brings the room service puts a trolley in front of your door. So like you obviously can't get out and they hand you the food and you have to bring it into your stateroom. And the safety lifeboat drill is really different too. Oh yeah. How's, how's, how's the new virtual lifeboat drill? An adult 18 years or older has to go and only one person in your party has to go. On your key to the world card, it tells you what your assembly station is. So my daughter went with her phone. There's a cast member there. You take a picture of your assembly station, show it to the cast member that you've been there. They put your room number down and check it off. And then there's instructions in your room. It's like a laminated card. And it tells you like how to put your life vest on and everything like that. Well, two, two questions about your room. One quick one, hopefully, which is just wave phones. Are they gone? They're gone. So just all app now is basically how you communicate. All app. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. No, like concierge used to have like the folder in the room. There's none of that. What was the cast member interaction like? You said they were excited to be on board. We talked to someone who was on one of the UK sailings who just mentioned they, you know, they didn't feel like they got the same level of service that they had heard about with Disney, especially from their dining team. And and I was curious to understand maybe that was because everyone's masked up and it's hard to see people's smiles and reactions and stuff like that. But was did it feel like a normal level of Disney service and cast member it interaction? Did. It did. I I think they were trying to go above and beyond because they were just so happy. I mean, our servers, you know, they always mention the comic card and stuff. I mean. He talked about it the last night, but I think they genuinely were just happy. I mean, I'm like, oh, you're away from your family. He's like, I know, but now I'm here and this gives me energy and I love seeing all the people happy. And yeah, no, I think it was a little bit better than what we've had. On the mask wearing, what was it like on Castaway Key? Were folks allowed to basically take their masks off while they were off the boat because they're outdoors or was their masking still on the island? Well, you join a virtual queue if you're not concierge to get off the island. And then when your assigned time comes, there's the socially distant markers and you disembark. And then you have to keep your mask on when you're on the tram. So like walking to the tram, you don't need it on. The kids all decided to just walk to the beach the other day and not take the tram. So they didn't wear a mask. But if you're in a store, they ask you to put the mask on. If you're going to the bathroom, you have to put a mask on. Like my husband got all the way to the bathroom and then he came back. I'm like, what are you doing back so fast? He's like, I forgot my mask. And he's like, they're standing there telling me I need a mask. So you do have to have a mask then. And then people were like sitting like at the bar on Serenity, but there was only four people there and they were really socially distanced apart. Like if you, you know, when you order and you're one-on-one, then you need a mask. We wore our masks through the line at Cookies just to get the food because we looked around and kind of like everybody had them on. So I I would imagine you probably didn't need it on, but the majority 
had it on. So we just put ours on. Like I said to my daughters, if you're interacting with a cast member and they have a mask on, pull your mask out of your pocket and put it on. Like, you know, just be respectful to them because obviously nobody wants to get anybody sick, you know, or we're fine. We feel fine and everything, but you just don't know with this nonsense. So, and everyone was super compliant. Like we were talking about that on the car ride home. We're like, nobody argued about them. I, I don't know. I just think the guests are excited to be back as well as the cast members. Yeah. Well, and I'm assuming if you're opting into this experience at this moment in time, you would be fairly mask compliant. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. You're on, you're on board with what they're doing. So, and the stores, they say they only limit so many people in the stores, but there's never any more than like 25 people at any time I went in the stores, even after the show. <laughs> it, it just can't, Normally it's like mass chaos there, everybody coming out, but the show is so limited you know, and there, it was multiple times. So pirate night on the three night, there's no official pirate night anymore. I mean, we definitely made our own pirate night. And on the three night fireworks get shot off your first night, your first, after your first day at Castaway that night. And they're at 8.30 and 10.15. And you do have to stand on a marker, like outside on the deck. So, and they're very strict. <laughs> you veer off, they're like, you need to get back on your marker. So there's not even a stage show with like characters or anything by the pool. It's just like a lady like singing. And and then again, like if the kids want to dance, there's markers on there in front of the stage. But it's less than five minutes. They call the fireworks on the three night ever after. And then there's a buccaneer party on the four night for the firework. But same thing. It's two times. On the four night, well, our friends said they did it two separate nights, like that you had an assigned night to go up there. But on the three night, they just did it at two different times. And you just went and stood. There were plenty of markers all on the ground, on the floor, on the deck that you could stand on and watch. Um, you mentioned the stores. I'm curious what the merchandise situation was like on board, not from the standpoint of what's being offered, but you know, we encountered some what I'll call serious supply chain issues, just visiting Elani, like keeping, they didn't have a lot of stuff in stock and sort of regular sizes and, you know, or just sort of lamenting that they can't really keep stuff in stock. Was the cruise line fully stocked? Did you feel like, you know, they they had everything they needed to, to sell to folks? Yeah, they did. They did. There was some 2020 um, merch still there, but that was discounted because obviously they must have had shirts printed. Um, there was a handful of those, but there was 2021 stuff, you know, no more Tiffany's on board. So it's a different jewelry store now. So that was different. Um, but no, I think that they were pretty stocked. But yeah, I didn't see, I didn't feel like there wasn't a lot to pick from. You know, there were shirts and, but it was interesting to see the 2020. What, so one more thing about Castaway Key, just, you know, how did the island feel? As empty as the ship? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't believe it. I mean, the chairs... All the cabanas weren't even sold. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And Serenity, there was more. I felt like there were some more people on Serenity when we went over there for lunch one day, as opposed to the family beach. The slide that's like in the water there, the kids went and one of the dads traveling with us went there and he's like, when have you ever been here that there's not one kid on the slide? <laughs> and the kids are like, we went down like five or seven times. And I'm like, to our friend, I'm like, do they have to wait? He's like, there's no one. There absolutely no one. It was so, you went to the store on the island and there was like four or five people in there, you know, and the 5K, there's no official run 5K, but they said if you ran it, you could go to guest services and get a medal as the honor system. And how was the, in the food situation, the island typical as to what it would normally be? 
Yeah, it was different day one compared to day two. Like they had, you know, the typical hamburgs, hot dogs. They had a lot more like different kinds of salads to pick from, like couscous and pasta salad and things. So that I just didn't remember ever seeing all those kind of salads before. And then, you know, the typical ribs and all of that. And then they featured a new sandwich every day. So the first day it was like a beef and brisket with like coleslaw on like a hamburger bun. And then yesterday it was spicy chicken um, sandwiches. And we went to both. We did cookies. And then yesterday we did serenity. Well, uh, Kristen, anything else stand out for you uh, about the cruise? And I guess I should also ask how disembarkation was. We've seen folks joining the virtual queue. You join the virtual queue. If you're concierge, you don't. You just get off. It's nice. It seemed more relaxed this morning than I had remember it in the past. You know, like you you don't sleep good anyway, because at 5.15, the ship is docking and everybody's vibrating. It's all vibrating. So, but they, it just seemed more relaxed and actually more organized because there was nobody just sitting in the lobby, just congregating, waiting because you had an assigned time to go. There was no line when we went down there. And now that they've remodeled the terminal, when you come out, remember you used to have to take the elevator or that escalator down? Now you go to the right and it's like a handicap accessible ramp and you go into a different room where your luggage is. And it was nice. Like we were like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like we kept stopping. We're like, and there was only one other family walking off the same time as us. They said the last people to disembark would be nine or nine fifteen. But it just seemed even I concierge said, doesn't it seem more relaxed? I'm like, it does. It just doesn't seem like people are just rushing. I don't know if they're staying longer in Florida or they're going to Walt Disney World, but it just did not seem and even our stateroom host, he wasn't eight o'clock. We were still having breakfast in our room. And he was like, God, take your time. We're like, don't tell us that. We'll stay to like noon. Like you don't <laughs> have any more. Yeah. <laughs> so we really didn't get off till like eight forty-five. We were in the car at nine oh three, driving home. Nobody knocked on the door and said you have to go. Nothing. There was hardly anybody in the concierge lounge this morning, and even downstairs, no long line at guest services. Any, I think because you do it all, you get your time on the app. Are they still selling the you know the onboard placeholder? Oh, you can do your placeholder right there on your phone on the app. You could still fill the card out like there where concierge would give you the card, but I, you really didn't need to. You just, everybody did it on the app. I, I mean, if if I had to say on a scale of one to 10, you know, 10 being the best, it's a nine and a half or 10. I mean, we were very happy and we were a little reluctant. I'm not going to lie. Like we we're on the way there. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is this safe to do? You know, should we be doing this? But Let's try it. If we really don't like it, we'll cancel the other cruises that we have for the remainder of the year. But my husband and I are thinking of going back just ourselves August 30th. What it's reminding me of, to be quite honest, having talked to a few people now, including you, it's reminding me of when the parks first opened and there was all of this hesitancy to go. But the people who did go had a wonderful time and felt safe because the parks were so empty and so limited and the protocols were in place as compared to fast forward to today. And I think people are... The parks are crowded. Like when we were there today, I was like, I might as well just go on a cruise because I feel way safer with less people on a cruise. Uh, I just, and everything they were doing, they were constantly wiping stuff down. And I, I don't know. I mean, time will tell how much, how they increase it, but it, it's worth it to go now. I really do think so. Yeah. Well, and especially at the lower capacity, it means you can, you can kind of do more, have the ship to yourself as things ramp back up. It's the same problem that the parks experience. So, um, so yeah. 
and it's a win-win because you're going to cast away two days. Like, that's my favorite place in the world. So... Well, it's a Disney-controlled cruise ship and a Disney-controlled island. So, like, that that also gives me a feeling of, you know, I feel like if someone's going to get this right, it'll be Disney. They don't want to have a COVID outbreak on one of their ships because that'll just that'll kill them. So, yeah. And you can tell it's limited capacity because where you run the 5K, there's hundreds, maybe even a thousand, like, lounge chairs and hammocks and stuff all just put away because everything is socially distanced. And the bike rentals were the same. The kids did say that. And then... The floats. You can still get your floats and all of that stuff. Well, any final thoughts as we wrap up here, Kristen, about the cruise? Any uh, any advice for folks uh, heading out or, or uh, anything that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure to highlight? Do all of your paperwork. I can't tell you enough. Check that safe passage thing three, four or five times and even the day before because they're not joking around. I mean, there were quite a few families upset because... They didn't do their paperwork. I mean, so nobody wants that to happen. And then do your check online check-in, you know, with Disney Cruise Line ahead of time. And if if you need help, call Disney Cruise, but they're not going to be able to help you with the safe passage, Jeff. Just ask a friend, get a travel agent, do what you got to do. But they're they're very, very strict on that. If one piece of advice is make sure you have all your paperwork done and in hand when you get to that port, you know. And read the read the signs too, because people were getting confused. They were like, "Where do I have to go to get my COVID test?" And you just you can't just rush like you did before. Like, oh my gosh, let me get my bags checked by the porters and let me get on the ship. You really need to read the signs as to which way you need to go, because there were vaccinated people who didn't follow the signs, and then they were stuck over by the tents, and they're like, "Nope, you're gonna have to walk through each tent and loop around." So that delayed them too. So just do your paperwork, stay calm when you're there, because it it's a well-oiled machine down there. I mean, they, they have, they've worked on this for a long time, you can tell. And then just go and enjoy every minute of it because it's as magical as it was before, really was. It's great to hear. And I'm glad you had such a wonderful experience. Um, Kristen, do you want to tell folks where they can find you and your fabulous uh, set of travel agents if they want to book a Disney Cruise Line adventure right now? Yeah, so you can uh, contact Tink's Magical Vacation at tinksmagicalvacations.com or send us an email at info at tinksmagicalvacations.com. And one of our vacation planners would be happy to book your next magical Disney Cruise Line vacation. And we offer an extremely generous onboard credit. So give us a call and you too could be having cruise withdrawal like I am tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I'm going to make my dinner and turn down my bed. Oh yeah, the cruise withdrawal is the worst. It's the worst. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your vacation, Kristen, and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. We can't wait to have you back to hear more about your future cruises. Thank you so much. Well, it was really great having Kristen on today to share her experience on the Disney Dream. Kristen has a lot of great travel and cruise line travel ahead, and so we can't wait to have her back to talk more about her experiences on board, including I think she's still planning to sail in the coveted Tower Suite on board the Wish, so we absolutely can't wait to hear about that experience when it happens. So, really appreciate her coming on and sharing her family's experience. I look forward to having her back. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week to our bonus episode. We really appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from 
from the DCL duo each week. Please also remember to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. It's really helpful to hear from you, our listeners, and the support really keeps us going as this is not a job for us. It is just a passion and a hobby. So uh, we really appreciate all of the positive feedback that we get over there. Uh, And so please head over, leave us those five-star reviews. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. We had a lot of folks reach out while we were on board the dream and we were happy to answer questions about sailing while we were on board. So reach out, ask us questions. We love to answer back. You can also join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. Or you can head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Just browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo. You can also become a supporter of the show by browsing to patreon.com slash DCL Duo. And we do have a new show segment we're going to be putting out called Point Counterpoint. First one should be in the next week or so, and we will release it early to our Patreons. And they are also the ones feeding us the questions that they want us to, uh, to argue about, I suppose. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on this show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time for the fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.